Stupid versus the spread. It is the NFC NFL season for the 2023 season preview. Uh, we're going to just get right into it just like we did last time. Uh, tune into the AFC preview. We just recorded it. Go check that out. Um, did some pretty good talking about the AFC, but let's get into the NFC. We'll start with what you and I agree is probably the best, uh, maybe division in football, but certainly in the NFC, the toughest, let's say. Maybe not the best that they'll finish with the record. Um, but the NFC East, uh, I'll let you go first. I am, full disclaimer, a Washington Commanders diehard fans. So, um, Mike, I'll let you start. No, I'll start with your team. I am, well, full disclaimer, Sam Howell went to UNC and I'm a UNC student, so I'm high on Sam Howell, which I think most people's opinions of the commanders come down to what do you think about Sam Howell? Correct, um, which I, I'll i get into it when I do I think that discredits the defense entirely, but go ahead. I, I agree. Well, I don't think it discredits the defense entirely because I think people think if Sam Howell is going to be good, then they could be really good. If Sam Howell's bad, there's going to be a lot of variance there because you could have a uh, very good defense that you can't win games offensively, a la the Jets last year. Correct. Um, but I don't think Sam Howell will be that bad. Um, I think Sam Howell will be very good. Their wide receivers are electric. Um, it absolutely. Like, Deami Brown is the fourth uh, wide receiver on this team. Correct. And he is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so, like... And they, they don't do it with size, right? Because McLaurin, uh, Jahan Dotson, and Kurt, and not Kurt, yes, Curtis Samuel, um, yep. not Debo, uh, are, are all, fast, Curtis man. Samuel's bigger than most receivers. But besides that, like Dot, Dotson and uh, McLaurin both play on the outside, both smaller receivers, but win their matchups. Um, offensive line should be decent. Uh, running back should st- they should still run a r- running back by committee that's very good. I think the most exciting change is Bienemy bringing the Kansas City system for a guy that's already mobile and has a great arm. Um, I think the questions with Sam Howell are more on the mental aspect. I think Bienemy will help make this pretty easy uh, for Sam Howell. So I think the offense is probably going to be. I- I'm not going to say they're going to want and light the world on fire, but I think if the offense is. In the 10 to 20 range overall, when you look at the the stats this year, the commanders have a chance to be very good. You know they're going to rely on their defense. The one thing that I fear is that, um, and shout out to Mina Kimes again, uh, if Rivera, knowing that he might be quasi on the hot seat with the new ownership group, kind of forces them to be very conservative on offense. I think Sam Howell is a gamer, having watched him for a year at North Carolina. Um, especially go back and watch him play in 2021 against Pitt at Pitt, a game in the rain that he lost in overtime. But basically, I remember that game. That was he, a fantastic game. He basically he almost won that game by himself. Like he, the, the yeah. fourth quarter, he, they weren't running the ball. He was running the ball. That was uh, one of the games that put him on the map too. Yeah, because right? well. He had a lot of hype going into that year, but that was they they lost because Jordan Addison did Jordan Addison shit. Um, but besides, like besides that, Sam Howell was the most impressive player in the field. Just as far as like grit and determination go, the only thing is with the way he runs, I could see a health issue coming up. But then you have Brissett behind him, so I think like you could probably ride it out for a couple weeks. And when I say health issue, I, like Kenny Pickett sort of concussion esque play sort of season is the thing that I would fear most for commanders fans. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think this team could be very, very frisky. And that's why I think like, there's a lot of upside, like the, tremendous upside with the commanders this year. And then you look at the rest of the division, they all have a claim to be the best at something in the division. I think you can make the argument. The giants have the best coaching staff um, and maybe the best organizational approach. When you look at the way that they ball turned that team, which was supposed to be nothing into a playoff team last year, that 1A playoff game. Um, there's He retained that entire staff. There's no reason to think they shouldn't be just as good or better. They brought back every piece and added to it. Um, so I just – I don't see why the Giants shouldn't be a better team than last year. Does that make them a contender to win the NFC? No. Um, does that mean that they're going to step back? No. I, I could honestly I, – I could see them ending up with the same record. I could see them dropping a game. I could see them adding two. You know, somewhere in there, like you know, they're gonna be, they're gonna be in every game they play more than likely, um, and they're they're gonna be a 
pesky team that you just don't want to play against because they're not going to give up. Um, and then you got the Cowboys and the Eagles. I'm lower on the Cowboys. I think if any team's going to take a significant step back this year, it's going to be the Cowboys. They lose Zeke in the balance uh, in their running game. Tony Pollard's coming off an injury. Um, their their wide receivers are decent, uh, but not a lot of depth behind CeeDee Lamb. I think CeeDee Lamb might be uh, maybe as important to this offense as Dak is. Um, yeah. I wouldn't but disagree Dak with that. Also, like hasn't shown the ability to carry an offense overall. Um, if, if I'm just going with the reasons to be skeptical about Dallas and then on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they're a popular pick for one of the best defenses in the NFL. And they proved it last year. They have two outstanding ends, including I think the best maybe player in the NFL and Michael Parsons. Um, but I think aside from that, they digs got paid and they brought in Stefan Gilmore but Gilmore's older, and Diggs, as we've seen throughout his career, has a lot of variance on the outside. He was better last year as far as um, limiting the big plays, but there's no guarantee that that continues. Um, and I think a lot of people are relying on how much those guys, how much depth they have behind those players. Um, but, uh, you you know, if, if it's depth, they can't all be on the field at the same time. And mm-hmm. they're weak at linebacker, and I think, you know, if they have some injuries there, I just I'm not as high on on Dallas's defense repeating the the way that they performed last year. I think especially if um, the offense takes a step back, as I think they might, um, because that naturally puts more pressure on the defense. It puts them in spots where they're not facing as many um, where they're not facing as many positive game script plays. You know, if, if the offense isn't consistently ahead they generate an advantage from being able to rush the passer because they know you're in pass heavy situations. If teams can get out to the lead on Dallas, you sort of take away their game script and really plays into yours where you're forcing Dak, who I think most people are skeptical on to try to win you a game. I, I think overall it doesn't matter. I would take, um, I would take the Eagles in this division still. I think there's no reason to think that they're still not the best team. They have the best offense. Um, Dallas has a claim to the best defense. I don't think you're wrong there, but I don't think, Philadelphia's defense is that far behind. Um, I don't think Hargrave for Jalen Carter is a one-to-one swap. Um, I think that's really discrediting uh, Javon Hargrave and what he was able to do for them last year. But their Mm -hmm. defensive line should be pretty similarly good overall. Uh, N'Kobe Dean steps into the the green dot wearer on that defense. Um, so they should be good and they retain most of the secondary outside of, um, Gardner Johnson, who was injured for a decent amount of last season. They managed perfectly fine without him, but I think no matter what, the defense just has to be good enough to keep the offense, uh, ahead. And they're going to do that in most games because another year of this offense to gel with the weapons they have. And I think you can make the argument that losing Miles Sanders, they actually got better in the run game. Um, they, they kept Gainwell and added, uh, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. So basically they replaced Miles Sanders with two lottery tickets who could be all pro running backs. Right. Um, so like if one of those pans out, they're a better offense than they were last year. Uh, they all, they only lost one guard off the offensive line cause Kelsey's coming back. Um, so I mean, if the injuries mount up in the offensive line, maybe you start to see some chinks in the armor, but overall. I don't see a way that the Eagles don't win this division. I There's no way that anybody has these odds, but I think there's a real, real, real possibility all four teams make the playoffs. I I would agree. Okay, so my favorite bet from the NFC, at least for at least for the NFC East, Washington's uh, over-under total in wins is 6.5. I think they go over that by two to three games. Um, I think you see about a 500, maybe just over 500 Washington Commanders team. But if you look at the Commanders, right, you got Sam Howell, who we don't know, right? The only game we've seen him start, he he beat the, you know, heading to the playoffs, Giants. Um, Washington's no, defense. Oh, I'm sorry, Cowboys. Thank you. Um, but Washington's defense is is really good and it struggled a little bit last year because Chase Young was was basically still injured from the year previous with that ACL tear. If you look at the Washington front 7, they have arguably a top 3 front 7 in the league. Not just like I don't think arguably. I think you could probably make the case they do have a uh, like Yeah. Just, 
Yeah, I, I think and, it's just they do have a top three for instance, <laughs> if and, they're all healthy. Uh, agreed, agreed. And I think added. I mean, if you look at who they drafted, they drafted uh, Manuel Forbes from Mississippi State, who's a great cornerback. I, I mean, they're they're focused in on, you know, tightening up that secondary, which definitely struggled from last year. But I think if you look at, you know, more or less rookie starting quarterback he has had a year in the league but rookie starting quarterback where he had a year to learn under Wentz and now he's learning who is who is technically proficient at his position although he didn't perform well and you look at Biennemi now as the head OC probably taking over some stuff from Ron depending on how things go right I think Washington is well situated to be over six and a half wins. I mean, if you look at even their schedule, it's a bit of a tough schedule, but Washington actually has the most rest of any team going into an additional, like a next week's matchup, right? So Washington doesn't play a team that is coming off of a Thursday night football game uh, or has a bye. So that that's pretty, that's pretty unprecedented. And Washington has, one, two, three, four, five, six games where they're coming off of a shorter week than their opponent. So that rest edge like matters, right? And if you look at their schedule, the first game they play is Arizona. They lose to that, the season's over. Don't even watch the rest of the game. But if they beat Arizona, you only need six more wins in 17 weeks to get that over. And I think they'll be well-situated to do it, especially since the NFC East just beats themselves up all the time. As far as Dallas, my biggest concern if I'm a Dallas fan is the offense, obviously, right? They have a great defense. Dak is a good quarterback, and they have a good offensive line, but they just don't have, even now, the weapons they need to be viewed as like a number one contender for the Super Bowl. I think that, mixed with a new offensive coordinator, mixed with McCarthy, just being the coach, right? I think there's some concern there, but I don't think the Cowboys regress to the point where we're like they're the laughing stock by week 10. So I think, you know, in that regard, Cowboys probably have an edge over the Giants and Commanders. As far as Giants, I could see a little bit of a regression. Not because of anything Dable does, but just because I think he pulled them kicking and screaming to a playoff appearance and I question whether that's repeatable given that I don't know that they've really made significant improvements to their skill positions. Um, and, you know, any team in the NFC can beat any team in the NFC right now. That's for, I mean, it's, it's so cliche to say, but it really is true. And it's not something that's like a given in this league for every division. So I think, you know, the Giants might get beat up in the division a little bit. And then you look outside the division, they don't have the easiest schedule of all time. So I think, you know, between that, the struggles that they could have in the secondary against, uh, you know, a one-two punch of the commanders, plus the Eagles, who I'll get to in a second, but are, have a fantastic offense. Like, I just, I can see the Giants regressing. I actually, if you can find the odds, and I don't know if they exist, but Giants to come in fourth in the division wouldn't shock me. Um, as far as the Eagles, I think they'll be contenders for the next five years. I think they're one of the best teams in the league. It pains me to say it because I hate Philly. Um, but I don't think really anything changed aside from the addition of Mariota, who I think can back up with the best of them and, and DeAndre Swift. I, I think the Eagles stay contenders. Uh, over 10.5 wins seems like a more or less lock for me as well. Um, I just, if you look at the Eagles' schedule, even if they go 4-4 four and four in the division, which would be exceptionally rare for them given the talent they have. Uh, you know, I I don't see many other teams reliably beating them. Um, so I think ten and a half wins is, is more than easy to pick, and I, I'll probably sprinkle some on on NFC winner and Super Bowl winner as well. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I'm I'm probably higher on the Giants and lower on the Cowboys than you are, but I think we're sort of aligned on on this division. Could be one yeah of the, one of the best in football. I think will be one of the best in football. Yeah, and I think it'll be, as far as commanders, right, I think it'll be interesting to see how that pans out because I really do think they're undervalued as far as what people think they'll do just because of the past few years when, you know, the reality is if Sam Howell pans out, you know, Washington struggled last year because Carson Wentz was the quarterback, and by the time we put Taylor Heineke in, it was too late to just get him to get comfortable, you know, and he did very well 
as essentially a backup starting for the rest of the season. Um, and, you know, Washington lost him. So if Howell doesn't pan out, I think that's your biggest risk to the over six and a half bet. But I don't think they're going to give up on Howell by by week 17 or 18. Um, so I think that's something to consider. As far as the rest of the other divisions. The only, the only thing I was going to say on the commanders, yeah. uh, they're plus, I believe, 1,300 to win the division or maybe plus 1,000. Uh, but plus 280 to make the playoffs. So clear, Vegas has them also, like, I think values them where we have them, which is, mm-hmm. yeah, it would be tough to see a world where they eclipse the Eagles, but there's it's not tough to see a world where they actually make the playoffs. Um, I would agree with that, yes. And so that, that really, to me, indicates that, like, the Sharps here value the commanders way more than the public does. Um and I think with the enthusiasm of, of Snyder selling the team, they should just, it feels like they have a groundswell where you could see them really just generating a lot of momentum throughout the course of the year. Yeah. And if you're someone who bets exclusively on storylines, putting some sort of future on the Washington commanders this year, after getting rid of the worst owner in sports, it there's something to that as well. Yeah. Uh, all right. NFC North. We'll move on here. Uh, I think, I think a pretty good one. I'll start off here. I'll, I'll, I'll kind of walk through what I what I see in the NFC North. I actually am pretty high on like two to three of these, right? Um, so I'll start out with what I think will be less obvious, the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Vikings have the ability to be the best team in the North. I think they will win the North, and I know that's shocking. I think uh, Kirk Cousins is a very, very good quarterback. I think they are a top five team in the NFC um, or top six at, at worst, right? I think um, the fact that the Lions are considered the division favorite right now in a contested division confuses me a little bit. I know they're a good team, and I'll talk about them in a second. But uh, I think Kirk's a great quarterback. I think for the next two to three years, it's do or die for him. Um, they got a good offensive line and a good receiving core. I know the defense leaves something to be desired, um, but but I see the Vikings making the playoffs, and I see them making the playoffs by winning the NFC North. So I like their over six, uh, eight and a half wins uh, on the season. The Detroit Lions, great team. Uh, I think we're going to be shocked at how good their offense is. That being said, I think they're going to win a lot of games by shootouts because their defense is not very good, and I think – you know, the narrative that, you know, comes with some of the storylines behind the Lions, I think they will succeed via their offense and strength of schedule compared to their opponents. Um, I expect them to make the playoffs as a wild card contender, spoiler alert. Um, but I I don't see them overtaking the Vikings. Um, the Bears, I... I'm not sold on the Bears just yet. I know they they played very well at the end of the stretch of last season. Justin Fields seems to be finally panning out and coming into his own. Um, you know, they do, however, have three of their five starting offensive linemen on the right side, brand new to this offense and brand new to this team, or at least brand new to starting on this team. Uh, they have a bottom third positional unit ranking in every metric except quarterback and O line. So offense, so front seven, secondary, receiving core, running core, right? I, I just don't see them – I don't see Justin Fields overcoming all of that without a few more weapons. Nor do I think their strength of schedule really allows them to succeed as much as some of the other teams in the division. Um, I think they have one or two different games compared to their um, division rivals where their strength of schedule is, is, is very, very difficult. Um, they're, they're over under, I think is seven and a half games if I saw that right. So I don't, I don't think, you know, anything either way. I think an eight and nine bears team would be a perfect acceptable, um, ending, but I could also see them going seven and 10 and then the Packers, ah, not good. It's not going to be good. They are franchise QB list for the first time in essentially like 25, 30 years. Right. Um, well, I don't. 
let's presume that Rogers was immediately the king that he was, right? Okay. No, no, I'm saying like it, the question is Jordan. I, I think they would view it as Jordan Love is still a franchise quarterback, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I he has to prove w- way, it. Way still way too early to be. We yeah, we, we he we very well could have the basically first team in NFL history to get three franchise quarterbacks back to back to back, but we don't know. And the likelihood of that happening is pretty low given the history of how quarterbacks do in this league. So I'm not sold on the Packers. They, they need a rebuild period. They are in a rebuild period in my mind. I think Packers fans are going to be a little upset seeing the bears, lions and the Vikings all much better than them. Uh, But I think, I think the Vikings take the division by half a game or, you know, whatever the smallest margin possible is maybe even tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm with you. I I also like the Vikings, especially. Oh, really? I thought you'd like the Lions. No, I I mean I I think the Lions are the more talented team. Don't get me wrong. But I like the Vikings because right now uh, the Lions are plus one twenty to win the division, and the Vikings are uh, plus three hundred. Um, there is no reason why the Detroit Lions should be like a hundred and what is that, 80 points better odds than than anybody ever in anything Uh, because they're the Detroit Lions. So, yeah, I think when you go top to bottom, I'm low on Minnesota. I'm lower than I think I – than I think their talent should reflect, if that makes any sense, because I think – they, they don't bring back Dalvin Cook, which I think is fine. I think running backs overall don't have as big an impact on the, the status of the offense. Otherwise, I think their offense might be somewhat better if Addison proves to be the player he was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Just because Adam Thielen wasn't really giving them as much offensively. Hawkinson gets another year in the offense, and Justin Jefferson is Justin Jefferson. So their offense should be somewhat more balanced. I think Kevin O'Connell proved that he can coach last year. I think he's a very good coach, yes. Yeah, so... So overall, I think their offense should be just as good. I think the skeptic, like my skepticism comes from the defensive side of the ball. They lost a lot. They lost players at all three levels. Um, that being uh, Dalvin Tomlinson up the middle. Uh, they also lost Zedarius Smith uh, on the on the line and Eric Kendricks and, and some guys off the back end of the, the secondary. So, um, yeah, I think their defense is not going to be able to keep up as much. So I wouldn't be surprised if see them overall record-wise take a step or two back um, and maybe a game when I say that, like a literal step or two back. Um, I just think that the Lions have such heavy expectations that it's going to be really difficult for them to live up to them. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. So I, I say I'm with you on the Vikings because I think the money makes more sense. As far as if you're putting in a future on who do you think wins this division, I think the Vikings just – there's not – What's the value in betting the Lions plus one twenty? There's that just there is none. Yeah. Um, overall, the Lions I think are more talented. I think their defense is going to be better than most people expect. Um, I think their offense will be just as good. Uh, I think they've added pieces there. Their offensive line is still maybe the best in football. Um, I just think overall, I, I think it's a young team dealing with a lot of expectations. Goff is a more experienced quarterback. I just think there's going to be some bumps in the road for this Lions team. I still think they make the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. I, I just I don't see a world where they don't make the playoffs, especially in this division. Um, I just I'm taking them as a wild card team. I know I said I could see the NFC East getting three teams in. I just I don't think that's actually going to happen, just because that's so difficult to do with Correct. how many divisional games they are. There are so. Um, so yeah, I I I think the Lions are are good and they're they're going to be contenders like for the next few years they're they're entering a window in the Mm -hmm. nfc i think the problem is some of the teams ahead of them are going to be in their window longer Um, but uh but for now i think the lions are going to be very good i just i think they're probably a year maybe away from the division yeah, I, I think maybe one or two drafts uh, star players on the defense. Because like Kirk, I think Kirk's in the final year of his deal. I think next year it'll be the Lions and Bears um, really competing to see who's going to win the division. And the Lions are just almost probably a year to maybe a year ahead, year and a half ahead in the rebuild than the Bears are. Um, 
And so when you go down the rest of this division, I think the I think the Bears will be good. I think they'll be better than expected. I think they're going to be similar to the Jets last year, but in a very different way because mm-hmm. the Jets had such a promising defense and really lost games offensively, and it was really disappointing. I think that they're like the Bears are going to be very good offensively, and they're going to win some games offensively just because I, I believe Justin Fields is a really good quarterback. Um, I think with more stability, he's going to have way better weapons. DJ Moore and Chase a full year of Chase Claypool on the outside. They still retain Mooney in the slot. The offensive line should be better. Um, I, I think that overall, their their weapons, the offensive line should be better. Justin Fields should play better than he did last year. Um, I, I think defensively, there's still a lot of work to do. And I think so overall, I think they're probably going to win more games because you know, they, they're just going to find ways to pull more games out. But I think the similar frustration will be their defensive way from being a, a, actually a playoff team. So, um, and, and then I think, honestly, I, I, I don't believe in the Packers at all. Um, I don't either. I don't, I genuinely don't. I see sprinklings of optimism with the Packers. I don't really see it. Like Jordan, it, it would be one thing if Jordan Love was stepping into a team that was still like an NFC Championship sort of roster, but this is not that. No, um, I mean he could be Patrick Mahomes, and I don't know that he could take this team past. Yeah, the I mean they're start what they're starting two second year players on the outside, Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. They the offensive line is not nearly what it used to be, um, and then defensively they've lost so many pieces. So I just I, I don't know. I, I don't see. I, I think. Packers similar there was one team in the AFC I mentioned is like oh the Titans um I think like you could see a world where they're like entering a full rebuild this year like this is the season where it really falls off and they just sort of not implode but like crash land into the bottom of a we're in a full rebuild um and I, I that could happen with Jordan Love playing respectively um but I just like I think the worst case scenario here is they're one of the worst teams in the NFL because Jordan Love is just not good. I think even if Jordan Love is good, it, it's just hard to see this team winning even like seven games um, just with the roster, the way it's currently constructed. So mm. uh, I, those those are my general feelings. Um, I think the, the pick is the Vikings to win the division. I think the Lions probably get into the playoffs no matter what. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Lions win the division. Clearly, they're the favorites. Um, but I, I just think it's a lot of expectations on a team that wasn't a playoff team last year. I would agree. All right, well, let's let's move on. We'll, we'll hit up AF, uh, NFC South. Uh, do you want to go first, or do you want me to take it first? I'm drinking the wrong thing for this division. Okay. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> Please, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, for for this division, I need, like, gas station vodka um i wrote enigma next to the entire division yeah um dude i i don't Uh, i mean let's let's talk about it right atlanta falcons literally no clue how they're gonna be i've i've never had i haven't had a pulse on the falcons for the past three years right and they have a great o-line and they have a decent running game right and that would be great like i said if this was 1980 but it's not and every other position core is in the bottom third. I don't think the Falcons are going to be good. Do you? No, I, I like, so you want my overall thoughts here? Yeah. Here's my, I'll start with my pick and I'll backdoor my way into why. Okay. I'll take the Panthers plus 400 to win this division. Fuck. Um, thing. Damn it. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. I hate, <laughs> I hate when we agree. I hate when we agree. Go ahead. <laughs> really? This is like as crazy as this is to say, but I haven't seen Bryce Young play a down of NFL football, and I believe in him more than any other quarterback in this division, um, yep. which is crazy because, like, I was so high on Bryce Young ever since, like, the Texas – he won the Heisman, but the Texas game of last year where they barely escaped, and he basically won that game by himself in the fourth quarter. Um, I'm, I – I – Thought there was like CJ Stroud's a good quarterback, proved it in the college football playoff last year. I think Bryce Young is one of the most mentally NFL ready quarterbacks I've ever seen. Um, and so going into this year, the Panthers have a decent defense, they have a, mm-hmm. a lot of like compete, 
They showed that last year with like nothing to be optimistic about on the offensive side of the ball. Um, yes, they lose uh, DJ Moore. They bring in Adam Thielen. That sort of sucks. Like the the weapons on the outside could really be left. There's a lot left there. Um, and because they traded picks to get Bryce, they're not going to have an opportunity to reload. So I think they're still pieces away. And trust me, I'm not saying they're going to like they're going to be a contender. But when you look at the rest of this division, like what else is there to be excited about? Like the Panthers bring back Brian Burns, who's one of the best ends in football. They bring back J.C. Horner, who's a really promising up and coming defensive corner or player. And then the rest of their defense is pretty solid. The offensive line should be pretty mid. Uh, like I said, I think their weak spot is on the outside um, and, and just generally the weapons they have. But I, I don't see – like Frank Reich, I think, is a better coach than most people give him credit for. So I, could, I wouldn't be shocked to see this team really in the hunt at the end of the year. And I think at plus 400 compared to the two teams ahead of them, I don't see why you don't take them here. Um, moving, through, moving through the gears here, the Saints, I like they're plus 120 right now to win the, win the division. I get it. It's Derek Carr. And their defense should be good, but it's also Derek Carr. Like I, <laughs> yeah, what Derek Carr is going to show up on Sunday? Well, but also even if the good Derek Carr shows up, like I, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe they do win the division. Maybe they should be easily favored to win the division, and and that would be probably the smart play here. Um, is just say like, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. The Saints are the best team. Take the Saints. But I'm just not optimistic that the Saints are so much better a situation than the Raiders that Derek Carr is going to be anything different than the Derek Carr we've already seen. Um, right. Like, Alave should be good, but, like, he was good, not great um, as a rookie. And aside from that, they don't have any weapons that really scare you unless Kamara comes back and is the player he was a few years ago. Their offensive line is, deep, is good, not great. A lot of – it's just – Good, not I could say good, not great about every single position group on the Saints, um, and that includes the defense. I think people, I, I think their defense is slightly overrated, um, and I just, I, I don't know. I, like they're not, there's nothing that that is exciting. I think the same thing about the Falcons. I don't think Desmond Ritter's the quarterback. I think they have a lot of young pieces on offense that could be really good. I think their defense might be marginally better. I still don't think that they're. Um, Really, they're not going to be a better team than the Saints. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, although I think they'll be sniffing around for like no real reason uh, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the Bucks are going to be bad. So like it, it just overall, I, I think if you're looking through for the next three to five years, which team and, and which team do you believe in the most? I think it's the Panthers. And then right. because of the quarterback you have, um, and I think even more immediate this year, I just I think that there's a chance that Bryce Young really is that player at an NFL level, and they scheme him up right. They they're going to have a chance to be in play here, and the money where it is at plus four hundred as opposed to plus one twenty for the Saints just makes more sense to me. Yeah, I I mean I genuinely thought that I think the Panthers. I think there's value in plus 400, first of all, if you're talking from a specifically betting standpoint over the Saints, which is plus 120. I also think, yeah, I think Bryce Young, I mean, I didn't know how to articulate it. I think you said it pretty beautifully. Like Bryce Young is probably one of the most ready quarterbacks to ever enter the NFL as a uh, rookie starter. You know, and I think if you look at the Panthers, you know, they have like a top 10 offensive line, right? So you have a guy who's ready for the NFL to play at that level and you have a fantastic you know starting line it's not like joe burrow where he's coming in he's a perennial contender possibly right but then he comes in and he's rookie year he's behind this o-line that can't stop a wet piece of paper from running through right that the panthers won't have that problem so i think there's a lot of potential there and i don't think they lack anything as far as weapons on any one side like to such an egregious level that that will hurt them as far as like the falcons I just don't know. I, I've not seen anything that suggests to me that they're going to be fantastic. You know, it, unless Bijan Robinson compliments Tyler Alligers runs and he's like rookie of the year contender. I don't, I don't see the Falcons doing well. And honestly, if you look at the Falcons schedule, like them going two and two by week four, 
and coming out above 500 at the end of the season is like the best case scenario. Right. But like anything where you're losing to Houston or Tampa Bay or Arizona or the Colts who they all play, like who they play in the beginning of the year. Like, I think that's a red flag immediately. If I'm a Falcons fan, I just, I don't know about the Falcons. I just know they're not going to be good. As far as the saints, I, I believe in Derek Carr, right? And I believe in the Saints because that's a good professional football town. But if you look at their schedule, like the Saints could genuinely be 6-0 and by week six and still be like not great, right? Um, so I, I, I think there's potential there. I just – the they have a decent running court and a decent defense, and I think – decent can win but i think the panthers just have that edge with bryce young and that offensive line that's going to take them over and maybe i eat crow and the saints just demolish you know even good teams that they play later in the year like jacksonville minnesota and then that kind of stretch at the end of the season right they have the easiest schedule in the nfl the saints do the panthers are not far off from them because they're the same division so i think if you're looking at the Saints, I really do think it comes down to the Saints and the Panthers. I think those two matchups in Week 2 and 14 are critical for both teams. Um, and I think if if either goes 2-0 against the other, that's it. That's that's who wins the division. Um, and then the Bucks. there's no other way to say it, and I'll regurgitate this comment in a couple minutes with the Rams, but the Bucks sold their soul to win the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing and awesome. The devil is at the door. He has come to collect the paycheck. Baker Mayfield is probably not the guy to take any kind of strides forward with the Bucks. I simply do not think they have the skill positions to, to accomplish anything, and they are underdogs in 15 of 17 games and favored in the other two, or not favored in the other two, so like no preseason line. Um, I lean under six and a half wins, and I, I honestly give the Bucks a 0% chance to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to do it. They're just no, I think if you liked them at all, like a lot of that roster is still intact, like to actually give the Bucks a, a second of our thoughts. Um, a decent, like not a lot, but I would say a decent amount of the Super Bowl roster is still intact. They might have some sort of belief that Baker Mayfield might be a guy at the beginning of the year. So, like, if, <laughs> here's here's what I'll say. Fool me thrice. I haven't looked at their schedule, but if you if you think they're going to be frisky, take them against the spread in some of their early games and just see what happens. Yeah. Um, because like that's before they lose hope, like that's, that's where you're going to, you're going to have a shot. They, uh, it looks like they open the, whoops, sorry. Um, they open with the Vikings at the Vikings. Then they get the bears. That might be one where you decide to take them. They're going to get smoked by the Eagles. Maybe you take them on the road against the Saints in their first divisional matchup. Um, and, and then they play the Lions at home. Um, maybe that's one, two, where you say maybe they could pick this team off. Um, but, but but after that, it feels like the, the losses are going to pile up. The belief in, in Baker will go. Um, they'll eventually switch to Kyle Trask, and he probably won't do a lot, and they'll be sputtering into a – high-end draft pick looking to start the rebuild so yeah and yeah. what's funny is you said those four those teams those first five week matchups and i was like loss 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 <laughs> no loss. i think probably lost probably lost probably lost. but like <laughs> if mean, you if you like them to be frisky those are the games to try to, that, to figure to out where they're going to cover that. yeah um i did say that I, I don't believe in carolina's weapons mostly because i was only thinking adam thielen they did add dj chart who was phenomenal for the lions last year yeah, he was. Um, and they added Miles Sanders, so I think they've got more, a little bit more firepower on the outside than I, I originally thought. Yeah, I think overall, the Falcons. I think the Falcons might be the most interesting team only because like they're a Desmond Ritter away from, and I, when I say Desmond Ritter, I mean like if it was anybody else, but Desmond Ritter, I could be like, you know what, they could make a run here, but it's just I, I don't think that Desmond Ritter, like Desmond Ritter didn't have any of his four starts. Uh, I think he had four starts at the end of the year to show me anything that makes me think like he's going to be a, even not like it, it's not Zach Wilson bad, but I, I don't think he's going to be a serviceable quarterback that can get you in the playoffs. It just, I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I, I'll sorry. I will say one addendum. I didn't mean to cut you off. 
If Taylor Heineke somehow becomes the starter of the Falcons, this oh, okay. is my entire analysis, my entire analysis of the division, I will yeah. hammer the Falcons. But until that time, I, I think I think Panthers and Saints are your number, you know, one and two coming out of this. I, I think realistically, if you if you're asking me to pick a division winner, I think the Saints come out very unconvincingly. I think the Panthers will be better than most people expect them to be, uh, and then the Saints will lose a divisional or wild card. Yeah. Um, probably wild card. I don't hate that. All right, let's finish up here. NFC West. Um, I would say, you know, no disrespect to the 49ers. I would say probably the weakest division in the NFL. Would you agree? Um, I think that all depends on whether or not, like, I think the AFC South holds that crown, um, mm-hmm. because I think their best team is worse. And I think the rest of their teams are worse. Okay. Um, that's fair. That's fair. The 49ers uh, Jags are certainly not equivalent in my mind either. yeah the Niners are I just think are are so much better to the point where now like they were like you know what the only thing that stopped us from like being a Super Bowl team last year or maybe winning the Super Bowl last year was was not having three quarterbacks and they fixed that problem <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like, so yeah yeah that's true and and like they like you look at okay they, they may have lost some guys on the defensive side of the ball yeah they added Javon Hargrave like <laughs> yeah, they added all pros on that side of the ball. Um, yeah, they lost. Um, they did lose Jimmy Ward, um, Emmanuel Mosley. They lost uh, Aziz Al Shair, but like they still have Drake Greenlaw. They still have what's the Hawaiian dude that looks like um, he looks like uh, Troy Polamalu, but like blanket. bigger and faster. Um, blanket. That dude scares the hell out of me. I don't know where they found him, um, but he is insane. Um, yeah, no, they're they're going to be just – they should be just as good, maybe better than they were last year with another full season of Christian McCaffrey. The only thing that really derails them is injuries. Um, yeah, I, I, like I'll, I'll preview it now. I think we go we get 49ers-Eagles again in the NFC Championship game. I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers – I'm – I think I'm going to take the 49ers to to win the, the conference um, because I, I think that they are just as good. I don't think that the Eagles got a real look at them in the NFC Championship game. No, um, not even and close. Just, I, I'm assuming they have better odds, so I'm going to – I think that's probably the smarter bet. Um, they ha- they don't have much better odds. I think they're both like plus three. Something. I'm sure – yeah, I'm sure they're, they're both like neck and neck, but I – I, I think the Eagles are the betting favorite, so give me the Niners. Um, and then I think when you look at the rest of this division, I, I don't think – it's tough because, like, Seattle was way better than we expected last year. Do I think that means that they're going to be even better? No. I, I have a hard time seeing how they could be worse because they've done nothing but add to that roster. But I think maybe they just don't sneak up on some people, and then maybe that means a game or two doesn't go their way the way that it did last year. Um, I think the Rams, like the Rams might be better um, just because they get Stafford back. Uh, but Cooper Cup, I think, left today's practice with an injury or yesterday's practice with an injury. So mm-hmm. like even my optimism there is basically gone. Um, they lost Bobby Wagner, but like, you know, he's what, 37. Um, so like, I don't know that that loss is that impactful unless you say that like, he's the guy who organized that defense. But overall, I, I think the Ram, like if Stafford's healthy the whole year, they, they can't be worse than they were last year. I just don't know how much better they'll be. Um, and then, yeah, the Cardinals are going to be absolutely dreadful. Um, they, you, it's going to be really difficult to see how they ever win games. Um, Without Kyler Murray, I, yeah, they they're set up really well because they're they might have the two of the three highest draft picks next year, um, but I think overall, yeah, they they might be one of the worst teams in the NFL. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as the division race here, there's not a lot to talk about because the 49ers are gonna are should walk away with this division. I think Seattle has the advantage of this division being holistically very bad to where they could go easily go four and two, which I think is going to be very difficult for any team uh, in the NFC East uh, or really North to sort of put together, which I think really helps them in getting into the playoffs. And we saw that last year. So um, 
so yeah, I, I think yeah, this is the 49ers and we can move on. Yeah, I look, I, I'll I'll sum this up quick. The 49ers I I also think are is is tied for the first best team in the NFL. And I think so the the week after Thanksgiving is the 49ers Eagles matchup. I think I agree uh, just to spoil uh, five seconds in the future here, but I think that's the the conference championship matchup. Um, I I think San Francisco is blows me away when you look at their roster, blows me away when you look at their coaching, blows me away when you look at how they ha- can perform. And if you look historically speaking, right, they were one of the most injured teams like five years in a row. Um, I pulled it up. They were the 10th most injured and in t- from 2017 going forward, they were this, the most injured 10th, fourth, sixth, first, third, and ninth. Right. <laughs> and they, they still have performed highly. I think Kyle Shanahan is a fantastic coach. Mike McDaniel is going to get the, the ball moving on the offenses he has done. Uh, I'm interested to see what Steve Wilkes do. Wilkes. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Wilkes. Wilkes. Yeah. Um, uh, on defense as the new, new defensive coordinator. Um, so I think by far they'll be the the perennial contenders in this division. I think the Rams also sold their soul like a couple of years ago. I don't see them being good. I'm going to play the under seven and a half wins on the Rams. I, I just don't. I know they were a good team. I just think, you know, unless Cooper Cup does something that we've never seen before, I just don't see them being contenders in the West, and I don't see them making the playoffs. The Cardinals – Went four and thirteen last year, and are probably going to do worse. Their total wins is four and a half. I, I I'm going to bet the under. Like I don't think they'll get five wins. Uh, and then the Seahawks, the the Seahawks narrative from last year frustrated me because they were a five hundred team in reality that people thought would go like four and twelve, and that's why people were hyped on them. I just don't see them coming anywhere close to the 49ers and I really don't see them like breaching the top seven in the, in the division or in the conference rather. Uh, I mean, DK Metcalf and Jackson Smith and Jigba will probably be a fantastic one, two punch as far as number one, number two receiver. But I don't, I don't think that that pulls the Seahawks out of, you know, like more or less a 500 esque, uh, um, record by the end of the season. Now, yeah, maybe they stick into the seventh seed, but... No, um, I think that also you have to assume that Gino was going to have just as good a year as he had last year, which I don't, yeah, I, and I don't, I don't think, think that that's a, a safe bet either, and then if he gets hurt, like, you're back to where you were last year. Not not necessarily, but, like, you, you've got an uphill climb now. Yeah, and, and, and an uphill climb in a... If I'm, if I'm reading this right, an uphill climb of, like, still a pretty tough schedule, not the easiest schedule in the world, which doesn't bode well for, you know, excelling. Um, all right. So let's run through predictions. Mike, give me your predictions. All right. Um, so division winners, uh, I'm still going to take the Eagles. I will take the Vikings. Um, just because I said that I think the Vikings mm-hmm. are going to win. I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Lions do win this division. Um, but I'll take the Vikings. Uh, I'll take the Saints, even though I think the the Panthers are the fun play there. Um, and the 49ers. I think my playoff teams are going to be the Giants, the Commanders, and the Lions. I have the Cowboys missing the playoffs. Interesting. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm down on the Cowboys. I think uh, Dak, if Dak has a tough year, and he's also not been healthy the past two years. Um, yes, that's true. Is, that's true. He is he's not the Tua of the NFC, but he is very much because it's not concussion issues, but he is very much not proven to, to be able to make it through the past couple of years. And he's 30 now, so it's not like he's like 26 and he's a freak injury. Right, um, right. So I think when you look at that, I, I, I'm going to take the Cowboys to miss the playoffs. And I think Jerry's going to be very livid and it'll be very hysterical. Um so, yeah, I'm going to take the Giants, the Commanders, and the Lions. Uh, I will take uh, the 49ers and the Eagles still to make it out. I think the 49ers go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, I, yeah, I, I think those are – I think we see a rematch in the NFC Championship game. I think the 49ers ha- are going to have a chip on their shoulder all year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
based on the way that last year ended, because I think there's got to be a feeling in that locker room that like it wasn't, they didn't lose. It was taken away from them, but yeah, it's not fair kind of thing. Yeah. And, and I, think, thing. I think they're going to rally around that and they're going to have a real chip on their shoulder on both sides of the ball. Um, so overall, I, I think the 49ers are going to be your NFC champs. I, okay. So I'll, I'll run through my thoughts. I think, yeah, I think the Eagles come out of the East. Uh, I think the 49ers, like we've talked about, um, as far as betting, I like the Panthers. Um, I I think they're going to come out on top of the Saints. I don't know why I have that gut feeling. It's it's if you're betting it plus four hundred versus plus one twenty makes sense. I just think the Panthers are that team. There's always one team every year. Worst that, to first. Yeah, worst to first comes out firing on all cylinders. I think they have it over the Saints. Uh, and then I, 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 like I said, the Vikings. Now here's where I think we differ. I have, I think the Cowboys probably make the playoffs. I also think the Lions make the playoffs. My last team, and this is an interesting one. I think it's either the Bears or the Commanders, and I think it depends entirely on who wins the Thursday night football matchup in Week Five, uh, because that becomes the tiebreaker if they have the same record. So um, that's my prediction. I, I. I left the Saints out just because I, I don't know that an aging Derek Carr does it for me. Um, I think they're probably number number eight if you're looking holistically. But it wouldn't shock me if the Saints or the Seahawks snuck in over Washington or the Bears or maybe even the Cowboys. Um, I just I think, you know, of those all those teams we talked about, the only one I left out there was the Giants. I just think it's Dable's a great coach. He doesn't have the players he needs to, to bring him to that next level. And I think you probably see a bit of a regression, which ultimately helps them going forward. But we'll see. So that's that's our previews. Um, thank you for turning in and watching. If you're a fan of college football, check out our college football season preview. We do every Power 5 conference. And we also talk G5 because it's important this year. And then, of course, every week we talk spreads, lines, key matchups, all on NFL Talk, all here on Stupid First Spread. Thank you for watching.